Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Last week, two marketing heavyweights, Mark Ritson and Ram Fishkin, clashed on Twitter on the topic of marketing qualifications. Mark advocated formal marketing training, stating you'll never be poorer off for it. Rand, on the other hand, stated that experience was the thing that led him to where he is. So, where do Rich and I sit on the marketing qualifications debate, and what's out there right now that works? I'm Joe Glover, founder of The Marketing Meetup, a global community that connects and educates over 20,000 marketers in the most lovely way possible. Everything we do, we do it to put the human beings we help first. I'm Richard Wood. I lead the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around 19 years now, and I'm a massive believer in that marketers should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating them as leads and numbers in a spreadsheet. So, Joe, which which side of the fence do you sit on? Like, because Rand, Rand and Ritson lost their shit at each other, and it was like, as a third party, it was fascinating to watch. It was like <laughs> handbags at dawn, and it was like, I, I think both of them, both of them had like valid points, right? Both of them, like, so, like, uh, Rand Fishkin was saying, I think, like, experience is key, and I think, yeah, absolutely agree with that. And then Ritson was saying, I think if you have some formal training, that's only ever going to stand you in better stead than if you didn't have that. And I think both of them lost each other's points in the message because I think they're both right. But I think like it was fascinating to watch. So where do you sit? Who's, whose side of the fence you sat on? It was brutal. Um, well, it's funny because I'm a hypocrite actually on this because I, I, haven't, yeah, I, had, <laughs> I haven't had any formal marketing uh, training. I had one module at university. So I did a business degree um, at university. And there was one module called marketing, which, you know, I really enjoyed, which was one of the reasons why I went into it. So that was the the end and beginning of my formal marketing training. That being said, uh, having been in the industry for like eight years now, I kind of wish I would have done, I would have had a qualification up front. And the reason why I say that is that it was probably around four years, I want to say, before I actually had a working definition of what marketing was, uh, which for me is... Wasn't that a few episodes back? (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 probably <laughs> i just listened to you um and and that definition was meeting the needs of the customer and then even some models like the the marketing life cycle i think were really useful for sort of framing tactical discussions in a way which was like you know you do this activity for awareness stuff and stuff like that and even though none of these models are like perfect and like absolutely wonderful and work in all situations and are directly applied in the real world from theory to practice i think having the grounding and the foundation of this knowledge would have been really useful if i'm really honest i spent the first four years of my marketing career as you know really quite mediocre and now i'm like average (laughs) you know but i'm better still got your looks though joe (laughs) yeah well i'm not sure i'm sat in a hat inside you know which kind of gives you an indication of where i am in my life um (laughs) but like for me i think i could have shortcutted those four years had i spent a little bit of time on a marketing qualification of some sort but 
the flip side to that argument is of course i only realize how useful those lessons are because i also had that experience so that's where i sit how about you so i like like you i don't have any like official marketing qualifications like like formal training so i did a degree that would kind of sat between computer animation database building um design sound engineering like i did a bit of everything in my degree um and the only bit of marketing i remember before i started as a like a proper keynote i emailed the course director and was like what are some of the books that i should have on this course and uh he gave me this big list and one of them was like the biggest marketing manual you've ever seen and it's also like it's so big that the paper is like that tissue paper like like a bible basically that it's so like just trying to keep the weight down so and that that was the only real exposure throughout university i had um Mm -hmm. that was marketing based and then so i i always wanted to be before i started university i wanted to be a a web designer before that i wanted to be a graphic designer before that i wanted to be an architect so and basically i realized that architecture was really hard you had to do loads of maths and that wasn't really for me and then graphic designer was like yeah unless i get well famous like and start doing some like soul bash shit then i am not going to make any real money out of this and then i was like web design seems cool and it's kind of like graphic design but there's a bit more to it so that's where i wanted to end up and then as i did it i kind of like saw more bits and sort of understood it and i went and did a they call it a thick sandwich um which always makes me laugh but thick sandwich courses basically you do two years of university then you do a year's industry placement and then you do a year Uh final and i learned more on that year across like i was a web designer for a company that did a lot of stuff for the ft and like the london paper so i got some really good exposure and i was the only designer in that company and being the only designer you then very quickly become the person who gets like doing anything that's kind of visual at all so i started doing a little bit like display ad design and like that kind of stuff and that's where i started to get more and more interested in marketing um and then after my that degree i got headhunted to go do a a master's and a phd up at lancaster and that was part of the um so it was like a, a split between management school the design school and the computer school and uh, like part of that management school exposure was very much like theoretical marketing, like uh, positioning, that kind of stuff. So that was like a module within it. So actually, I'm lying. There was a bit of formal training. I totally forgot yeah, about it. it. Yeah. Showed how much it touched my life. And <laughs> then, then from that, I kind of um, stepped more into like opportunistic kind of degrees. So like I did not degrees like uh, avenues. So I, I co-founded a mobile app startup, and then I was the marketing driver behind that, and I was playing around with twitter to grow um signups for this app and that kind of stuff so i think i then bled into the the demand gen uh, side of it and then the paid media side and then just kind of fell further and further into marketing but the interesting thing right so you know i do the six sessions every week where i interview like people from like the growth space and i would say nine out of ten of those so far have been marketing i've done 13 episodes so far and every one of those bar one has had no formal marketing training, they fell into it. So like it wasn't what they planned to do, it's just where they've ended up. And mm-hmm. I think like marketing is definitely one of those spaces that like people, there's, a, there's I think there's almost like a natural talent that drives you towards it. Mm-hmm. But when, when Ritson and Ram were losing their shit at each other, you and I were kind of um, 
like messaging in the background going have you seen this yeah, um yeah. and because uh, i mean it like it it was getting like a little bit nasty um yeah, i think like rand's rand's <laughs> breakdown of Ritson's blog i think yes. took the took the blog out of context and was saying like was treating it like an academic research paper which it, it's a mm. fucking blog post mm. um but anyway we won't necessarily go into that but like you and i were talking in the background and i was saying like i i see both of their points right like i think both of them have a valid argument they're just totally missing each other's. And I think if if I had had formal marketing training, so things like we were talking about, like um, the the uh, principles of influence, like uh, Cialdini and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. they are the kind of things that will last time in memoriam on, yep. uh, throughout marketing to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Like rules are there to be broken, things will change because the way that we see the world as humans psychologically will change over time. So like certain things will change, but some won't. And I think that is like, those are the kind of things that I wish I'd had formal training in because it would have just leapt me forward a few stages mm-hmm. where I could start bringing that in at an earlier time. So it's only in the last few years that I've discovered that side of it and become more interested in the, like, the theoretical and psychology side of it. So I think formal training around psychology and principles absolutely Mm -hmm. like you will only ever be a better marketer for doing it i'm not saying the best marketers have done it i'm saying if you took you joe as uh like you had an unformally trained version of you and a Mm -hmm. formally trained the formally trained person will have a level up of that base knowledge that you can then expand into other areas so you will always have a leg up so that's kind of where i sit on it but i also agree with rand there is no substitute for experience. The best marketers are the ones that get their hands dirty. And mm-hmm. even at a senior level, those who get entirely detached from the day-to-day doing are the ones who like, I mean, you very quickly become outdated and out of touch. So even if you look at Dave Gerhardt, who has gone from like marketing director, VP marketing, blah, 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 at Drift, now CMO at Privy, and he's less hands-on, he has got his side hustle to keep mm. him in the marketing age. So he's keeping himself fresh in how to do marketing, mm-hmm. but not necessarily in his day job. And I think that experience and that that playing with stuff to keep your eye in, like Rand is right. Like that is the the better marketers will be doing that stuff. But yeah. Ritson is also right because if you take one of those experienced marketers and add in that educational piece, you will yeah. end up with a better end product. 100%. I think that's that's you picked up on something really interesting there with the, uh, the the amount of folks that sort of ended up in the industry by mistake, you know, and, and kind of, I certainly did. And, and it said that you did and, and your, your interviewees have as well. And I think that's probably exactly the point here, right, that I reckon there's with the best will in the world, anyone can call themselves a marketer, you know, there's no sort of like, there's no uh, qualification like being an accountant, which says I can do this job because I've taken the training. Yeah. Um, and I think the difference between being a marketer in the truest sense and just a marketer who calls yourself a marketer is probably in the first instance an appreciation of these foundational principles. So that's probably as exactly as you say, just to reinforce your point more than make a new one, is that um, you know, having that foundational knowledge probably is the precursor to sort of becoming a marketer in the truest sense of the word. It is then everything that you build up on with experience, like Rand has done over the course of time that sort of makes you who you are as a marketer. So I'd be interested, actually, you know, we're going to go into where where people can find knowledge and sort of train themselves up. 
but you mentioned sort of psychology and stuff like that what would you say are the sort of foundational elements of marketing which you sort of go back to every day uh, and sort of say oh i'm really glad that i use this on a daily basis or i'm glad i know this because it sort of shapes my thinking i i would say the top ones would be psychology and communication like like how you communicate with people not not channels but mm-hmm. like like things like are, are you using a, uh, a positive message or a negative message like is it like are you using fear or um what's the other one <laughs> fear or like um <laughs> a reward like yeah see i use this stuff all the, all the time um you like, like are you, is, is it is your messaging fear-based or is it reward-based i like um and then starting to look at the channels and things like that because the channels will always come secondary and that's the problem with marketing right so like if you look at architecture accountancy those things have a like they're chartered institutes and you legally cannot call yourself one of those things unless you have gone through the training now market those those things the principles yes building regs change and tax laws change but the foundational stuff there doesn't change probably hasn't changed properly for hundreds of years um i think like the the only real change in accountancy has been like the kind of the cloud-based and i mean like that <laughs> that's i mean in marketing if you look at marketing every week there is a new cloud-based tool or tech or like channel that is being in so marketing is moving too fast to have anything channel related as part of that uh, of like a, a the chartered piece you have the chartered institute of marketing like the cim like great institute like it's great that people are doing training when i get presented like with cvs and things like that that say like i am cim trained doesn't Mm -hmm. really mean anything to me like it doesn't i I, with with the greatest of respect to cim (laughs) the (laughs) i'm choosing my words carefully but i'm absolutely not um so like the, the with the cim right i i feel like because it is an institute like that and the training models as it's being taught it will very quickly become outdated unless they are teaching the underlying foundational pieces so anybody that's teaching channel that isn't currently doing channel so like um people who are like teaching people how to use instagram for example now there's fucking thousands of them but those people you can very quickly see whether or not they have an understanding of how the channel works because of the engagement they are getting on their channel. Don't look at the followers because they can be bought and blah, blah, blah. That's a whole nother episode. But the like, if you look at the engagement that's coming through there, you can see there's an immediate qualification of, yes, this person has got some kind of credibility in this space. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. that's a terrible example because I know a lot of that stuff can be fluff, but you kind of get the idea. Like You can see a mm-hmm. marketer's impact. Now, coming back to my point, though, I think... you. I don't think we could ever get to the point where to call yourself a marketer, you have to have achieved certain things because there are so many facets of marketing is, is the person on my high street who like, and I'm going to use a real example here now. So there's um, a, a boutique shop on the high street around the corner from my house that my wife spends far too much money in called love Lucy's boutique. And it's, <laughs> it's um, boutique clothing and like, it's great shop. She's very friendly and she is, done great during the pandemic at pivoting to use instagram to like show the clothes lines um allow people to shop things like that is she a marketer because she's doing a fucking great job at marketing but absolutely no qualifications in it that to my knowledge she she might do but the like that what she's doing there is using her experience and the channels available to her and she is 
using that to give her business momentum, she probably doesn't even equate it necessarily to it being a marketing activity. It is just a survival activity, I guess. Now, and, and then, but you look at what we do. So like I am, I would say I'm a marketer because I, I run a marketing agency, but yeah. like, how does that, but I, I could be, I know plenty of agency owners who are, come from a business background. They run businesses, they are not marketers. And mm. I've kind of grown into like the MD role as a necessity and which is also a terrible role. I wouldn't recommend anybody ever being an MD, it sucks. Um, be a creative director or like a head of marketing, it's way more fun. Um, <laughs> but the, like, but you get what I mean? Like there's not, how do you how do you define what is a marketer? And I don't think CIM or like having a official qualification to actually makes it. I could come out of university having done a marketing degree and never have touched a client or like a um, uh, an account. Like okay. I never had my hands on the tools. So mm-hmm. how does that make me a marketer? Yeah, no, it's a great point. And, and you wouldn't you wouldn't be in that moment. And and. Uh, the degree person is no better off than uh, the person running the boutique. So you're right, it, it almost does come back down to those principles, doesn't it? And it's about, as you say, psychology, it's about sort of that relatability, it's about knowing how to use certain channels, but because they fit into a wider sort of play rather than just sort of appreciating the channels for what they are. Um, and I think it sort of, this moves us quite nicely into, well, if you've got the principles, how do you then understand what's going on today and how do you keep on learning and how do you keep on discovering and, and getting better over the course of time because I, I like you I don't believe that um, unless you're doing it day to day that anybody can really teach another marketer how to use a specific channel um, although that is the bit that everyone loves to hear about as well which is, which is something I find endlessly interesting um, so with the marketing meetup this is not intended on being a plug but it's sort of like part of what we're doing and it's part of the problem that we've identified over the course of this conversation then we're building out a platform right now where there's going to be like 10 minute videos that are super tactical by design so the basis is that folks would be able to walk in and the assumption is that as a marketer uh, by virtue of being part of the marketing meetup that they've already taken the time to understand those strategic elements that sort of lace together the tactical stuff so when they walk into our platform, they've then got a, a library of tactical-based knowledge that is like no longer than 10 minutes per video. Uh, we're, we're focusing on video content to start off with. But as I say, this isn't a plug for the marketing meetup. It's an example of like how you can top up your tactical knowledge on a regular basis, whereas you, you sort of do need to establish that sort of strategic element first. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I mean, like on a day-to-day basis, where do you go to learn sort of like the channel stuff and the tactical stuff? So for me, it's... The marketing meetup, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, you know, this is why I kind of feel unqualified to answer this question in a way, because because I do invest so much time in the marketing meetup, you know, every week I'm getting an hour with, you know, one of the industry leaders on a specific topic. And generally speaking, these talks, I try to make them as tactical as possible. But inevitably what happens is if they're an industry leader, they actually spend a lot more time speaking about the general generalities because that's the stuff that they're interested in. That's the stuff that is the foundational stuff to their topic. So they've understood their topic so well, they've actually taken the time to sort of say, actually the tactical implementation is going to change next week so i'm not going to speak about that the thing that i'm going to speak about is even on the underlying element of this tactic there are going to be some principles that hold you through throughout um and for me that's it's really interesting because i think quite often when we curate talks for the marketing meetup and stuff like that we'll quite often curate it with a how-to at the beginning of of the the title um but inevitably what happens is people get like the theory, they get the the underlying thing, but they don't necessarily get the click here, click here, click here, because the best people, the best performing people, they've already they've sucked that in, they know it already. So they don't need to go back and sort of tell people where to click stuff because they need to know the underlying principles. So uh, I asked you a question at the beginning of that, which is where do you go to get your knowledge um, for, for more day-to-day sort of marketing knowledge? So for me, I'm a learn by doing kind of guy. So like right. I I won't learn and truly understand something unless I play with it and ultimately break it and then kind of like piece it back together. That's how yeah. I learn. Now, marketing is the the reason marketing is the best career path on the planet is because marketers are so happy to work in the open now because it's mm-hmm. become this this badge of honor like including <laughs> the fuck ups. Like, yeah. we're, like we're all happy to talk about the failures and the teachings because then there's a marketing play off the back of it for yeah. us as well, right? So that's the great thing about that is as long as you can wade through the bullshit, like there, mm. there's a lot of chaff out there and the thing that people need to remember is quite often marketers will only share bits of things. Like if there's a real secret source, they'll tell you everything around that bit and be like, oh, I turned it into this magical thing and maybe just leave out <laughs> that key piece. But... Yeah marketers as a whole are willing to talk about their experiments because they want to be seen as groundbreaking they want to be seen as the ones that have made this thing work and the nice thing about that is you can take that and then you can cobble that back in and experiment off your own back and like i i would hands down take a marketer into the team who can say to me like here's I've got no formal training, but here's how I learn things. And then I go away, I built this thing, I tried this thing, I got shit results off of it, but this is what I learn off the back of it. Because that willingness to learn and understand, that's the key piece in marketing now, not the, the kind of the baseline knowledge. Because you can add that other stuff in, mm-hmm. which kind of said, like it's, it's the opposite of what I said at the beginning. Yeah, but yeah. I think... I would take the marketer who's willing to experiment and has played with stuff over the book learner, but I think the experimenter 
would do better to do the book learning piece as in addition like it will only ever improve where their standing is so i would hire the experimenter yeah or like the doer over yeah. the theory yeah but i would be aware that and i would encourage the doer to learn the theory because it will only ever make them better yeah yeah no it's it's a very very good point and i think that speaks to something which i've observed within the industry which is that there's a ton of strategic marketing consultants and stuff like that so i and i count myself as part of this because i you know i come in and, and sort of do that kind of work where i can come in and, and make a lot of sense on paper but then when it comes to actually sort of like leaving people to it and saying well you know i've given you the plan here so go off and do it you know and, and stuff like that i'd say eight times out of ten um you know things go back to what they were like before because they either haven't sort of taken the time to digest that theory or because as a consultant i go in and i've got the theory but i haven't necessarily put it into practice no. there's an awful lot of people who speak about marketing but there's less people who actually spend time doing it you know so i i, I agree I, I would say that the only other thing off the back of it is that i do have absolute agreement with you that the, the doer is like a great attitude to have um, and likewise, that is how I sort of learned my sort of marketing craft was working in small companies where I didn't have any choice but to sort of get involved in hacking stuff together and, and you know, figuring out Zapier and all the different social media channels and stuff like that. The, um, on, on your point there, like, so, like, okay, so let's take this as an example. Consultant goes in, gives, gives strategy because they have the theory and says, yeah. here's what you're going to deliver. Go away and deliver it yourselves and, yeah. like, whatever. I'll come back and check in in six months, whatever. Yeah. The problem with that is quite often the people who are being given that strategy don't yeah. speak marketing, as yeah, in absolutely. haven't had the training, haven't had the experience, don't truly understand it. And that paint by numbers strategy won't necessarily give them any of the nuances or if there is something that needs to be adapted. So like the best marketers adapt, iterate and kind of build on what they've done but if you've given someone like a roadmap and they just stick to that roadmap quite often it'll fail because things change mm -hmm. so i think quite often it's not just the theory the theory is not just needed by the the person who is telling them what to do you need to have that baseline understanding as well 100 percent, and that's that's the interesting thing so this morning we had a webinar with um, martin george who's the sort of head not of george martin no no <laughs> um in my sleep deprivation, I'm like, I was properly worried that I was going to do that though. And I, I may well have done. I'm yet to listen back to it. So who was your favorite character in the fourth book? <laughs> um, but like, it was interesting because he was saying, so me being the person I am, and even by virtue of stuff like this podcast, we spend an awful lot of time speaking about marketing because we find it interesting. Um, but the thing that he was saying this morning is he works in Waitrose. He's sort of like the head marketing person in Waitrose. And he was saying that the language any business speaks is financial. So as marketers, it's actually our responsibility not to teach people about marketing necessarily. It's about us gravitating towards their language, which is a financial, it's a business one. It's the language of the CFO. I just thought that was, whether you agree with that or not, I think it's a really interesting point that as marketers, we do have that um, potential on a strategic, tactical basis to sort of try and make everyone understand what we're doing. But actually, the thing that we're trying to do is deliver a business result. And therefore, we need to be able to speak in that I, way. I stand by this, and I'm willing to argue this to the death. 
marketers <laughs> number one kpi should be revenue like you you should be revenue based and speaking about revenue it helps you align with the sales team it helps you like justify yourself to the cfo the ceo like it that that is the number that you should be talking in and mm. everything you do will ultimately break down to revenue at some point so if you do brand yes it's probably not going to fire in leads tomorrow and like there's it's a longer game or whatever but ultimately the conversation you should go in there and have is we're going to do this because it is going to make us a, a better known entity which is going to make this campaign over here on the demand side work way better which means in six months time we're going to be bringing in 30 percent more leads and therefore blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. that's the language marketers need to speak and i think that again is where a mix of experience and formal education can come into play. Now, it's not necessarily marketing education that's needed there. Business no. education is needed there. So I actually think like marketers coming back to like formal education and marketing, maybe it's not formal education in marketing that's needed. It's if you want to go into marketing, go go learn like um uh, the like business skills so like even not don't go away and do an MBA but like the yeah. business skills so understanding yeah. what marketing's impact is across the rest of the organization go learn some communication skills and go learn mm -hmm. some psychology if you build in like that's like a supermarket that you've just like kind of brought in there and I'd also throw in the ability to uh, review and understand technology so like mm -hmm. not a specific technology but building a framework to assess and understand the technologies that are coming into play. That's the kind of thing that you want from like a, a modern marketer. You can't see yeah. me doing air quotes there, but like a modern <laughs> marketer, I think should have those elements about them. Yeah. And um, out of curiosity, I mean, we're, we might end up down the rabbit hole a bit here, but I find that really interesting. The last point about assessing and, and comparing and sort of being able to approve and deny technology and you mentioned the word framework so do you have a an internal framework that you use to assess tech or is it a formal thing or is it more of a gut feel what's how do you do that i would say it, there's no formal process like i don't have a like a spreadsheet with a kind of like a pros and cons it sounds yeah. like a great thing we should probably build that but <laughs> the it comes back again to the way that i do things and the way that and i lead the agency and how a lot of that is fed through is I will play with the tech to understand what it can do to then understand how I could fit it in with the other pieces of tech. Um, right. So whenever, so we get a, a, approached daily to partner with a new SaaS product or whatever to like integrate into our existing tech stack. Yeah. And what we'll do is like, assuming it's something that interests us, we'll take that on we'll play with it ourselves, see how it fits into our sales process, our marketing process, our service process, whatever, see how it works, see how we can get it to mold into like HubSpot, Drift, Video, whatever the, the rest of the tech stack looks like. And then we'll start to feed that into client work. So we've got, at the moment, we have um, an R&D board that is uh, owned by our strategy director, Adam. And we we basically, so either Adam or I, or I will have an idea that we think is either a new service line or a new tech that we want to explore. We'll kind of introduce that into the board. Adam will then go away, um, either play with it or whatever, or I will do that. And then Adam will build a business case around it. And then we'll start to build that out into the rest of the organization. So there's, there is a process for assessment there, but we don't have a kind of a, a matrix of what is a successful piece or not. Um, but again, like I like 
playing with technology. I like experimenting. Um, so like <clears throat> there is a healthy element of like playfulness. One of our core values is playfulness. And mm. a, that is around experimentation and being willing to test, learn and fail. Mm -hmm. So that's how we approach it, which yeah, may yeah. or may not be the best way to approach it, but it works for us. No, you know, I, I think it speaks to something that Martin said earlier as well, which was, I asked him his framework for, for marketing. So like, you know, the top guy in Waitrose for, for marketing and stuff like that. I asked him for his framework and I was expecting an answer like the four P's or the life cycle or whatever. And he just said curiosity, you know, it, it, it speaks exactly to what you've just said, you know, curiosity as a, as a skill, you know, is, is um a cliche but it's also true you know it's that it's that figuring stuff out being willing to accept new things and it's probably actually if i reflect on my own business and behavior and stuff like that it's probably from a technology point of view it's not something that i uh spend a lot of time being curious about so I, i'm quite fired up actually by this chat to actually sort of spend a little bit of time just having a look at a few little bits and pieces because i suspect a lot of my day-to-day -day tasks which take up most of my time probably could be automated at this stage because you got into enough of a flow of it and even though I don't like automation for automation's sake I think if you can still retain that sort of humanity and, and it's just about efficiency while not losing anything else then uh, it makes sense so yeah thanks for lighting that fire for me I guess really so but if, but think about it from like the, the story of why you started the meetup because you wanted to like and I think you started it because like you were using meetup for your find some football mates or whatever that story is yeah and then you were like well actually i'd quite like to like hang out with some marketers i'm like super shy and like i don't feel like there's a place for me so i'm going to do this as well but you started that because you were curious as to whether or not you could use meetup to do that yeah. so you've done yourself a little bit of a disservice there because you were playing around with the technology to see what was possible but then you're also playing around with every step of that of your journey you've been curious as to how far you can push it can i take it into into new york can we create this online learning platform can i take it digital because the, the world is on fire and we're in pandemic like <laughs> like how how can i grow that and i think it's that curiosity piece that has enabled you to do that and it's like very similar to us like it's um i at every stage i'm like oh we're we're, we're growing and we're growing ahead of where we are. maybe we should just push that target how far can we go like what can we do next like what can we experiment with and that's it's that curiosity piece that i think drives and i'm super competitive but like it's that <laughs> curiosity piece that drives the interest for me gotta be yeah. careful with curiosity though to kill the cat yeah <laughs> wise words wise words i i think we've reached our sort of standard half an hour sort of slot but i think i think that was a really interesting chat actually i really enjoyed that i think you know both rand and mark were right um and you know i think uh, there are some fundamentals in marketing that stand true but i think when you're educating yourself within these formal organizations you don't need to spend your time uh on, on specific channels or whatever because they change so fast i think we've suggested a few places where people can go um including the marketing meetup that is a plug um and yeah you know i, I think there's also a wider discussion there about some good general attitudes so good session i'd say mate well you you've had a plug so i'm also going to plug but if anybody feels like they make uh, like meet that marketer mix that we talked about we're hiring like crazy so like reach out to us at sixandflow.com slash careers 
Nice, I like it. I like it. I even put a URL on mine. <laughs> well, that's because my URL doesn't exist just yet, but it will do. In fact, it probably does. It's probably the marketing meetup forward slash plus. I don't know, but you could try it. It might be a 404 page. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> leave us a five star review and I'll stop, stop <laughs> yeah. Joe talking there. Um, it's been great chatting to you again, Joe, and thanks for not falling asleep during the session. Uh, thanks mate I mean if, if you don't edit out the introduction that I did at the beginning then the first one was the flattest thing you've ever heard in your life so uh, hopefully we've summoned some energy uh, actually I'm going to leave in the bit before where you started telling like started telling me that you were going to become the arsehole of this and take, uh, take my yeah. throne from me because you're grumpy and tired now <laughs> we're going to have like there's going to be enough incriminating things to bring down both of our careers <laughs> off the basis of these outtakes <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care, mate. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.